Okay, so, um, so a couple weeks ago we began this series of going through each mitzvah in halacha and epidemias. So the first mitzvah we did then was the mitzvah peruvu, which is mitzvah number one, according to the counting of the chinuch, it goes based on the parasha. So I figured if we started, we have, there's copies of there? We have, yeah, yeah, sure. So I figured if we started uh, with the chinuch, so we'll go with that, we'll see what happens, you know. So the next mitzvah, according to the chinuch, is the mitzvah of brismila. So that's what we're going to learn about tonight a little bit, the mitzvah of brismila. So, <clears throat> again, like I, I mentioned already, I think it was, I can't remember what year it was, but, uh, you know, it happens that when you, whenever you're learning something and it just coincides with the parsha that you're, that you're learning, it's a simon that the learning is, uh, is good. It's L'shem Shemayim. So it just so happens to be, we're not in parsha's Lachim, we're parsha's Vera, but the, the sugi that we're going to learn in bris milah, and it wasn't on purpose, just it works out. It's really more parsha's Vera related than parsha's Lachim, as we'll see. Okay, but let's begin like this. So I mentioned, I mentioned last time when we did the first mitzvah that there is a tradition that we have, uh, going back to the Goyim already, that the, we have 613 mitzvahs, and then you have an additional seven mitzvahs, which are the main mitzvahs midrabanan, right? Chanukah and Purim and Natil Sadaim and Erevin and so on. Seven mitzvahs that are midrabanan. So 613 plus seven is 620. The Gemachia Kesar, it's the Kesar of Tyre. That's the, you know, the, the, the wholeness of Tyre is the 620 mitzvahs altogether. And we also have 620 letters in that Sarasadirus. So there's, there's a tradition based on that, that every single one of the letters of the Sarasadibris is going to correspond to one of the 613 plus the additional seven. <clears throat> so again, if last week we're going with the order of the Chinuch, so last week was Puravu, it's Mitzvah number one, that's going to correspond to the Aleph of Anoichi, right? Mitzvah number two, Brismila, that's going to correspond to the Nun of Anoichi, right? Aleph, Nun, Anoichi. So the letter nun. So, okay, so we have to investigate that. I guess that's question, question number one. What is the relationship between the letter nun and the mitzvah of Rismila? The truth is, you know, there's a Gemara in Shabbos where it talks about all the letters of the Aleph base, what they represent, and so on. And so the letter nun, the Gemara says, is a, there's a regular nun, and there's an end of nun. Nun seifis, nun, uh, nun pashat, nun kafaf, and nun pashat, a bent nun, that's the regular nun, and nun pashat, uh, elongated nun. So the Gemara says that the letter Nun corresponds, is connected to the word Naman. Naman. Which means a person that's trusted, a faithful person. Naman Kafuf, Naman Pashat, says the Gemara in Shabbos. The letter Nun corresponds to a tzaddik that's considered to be an Ish Naman. Sometimes in a, it's in a situation his, his, um, his Naman is his faithfulness to Hashem uh, manifests itself in his humility, Naman Kafuf. And sometimes it manifests itself in his honesty and openness. That's uh, the nun pashat, the open nun. But the tzaddik that we think of when we, when we talk about the word neman, who, who, who in Tanakh does the Rabbanishon describe as a person that's trusted? That's my Sharbain, right? So again, so the letter nun, which is the second letter of Ser Sedivris. And so we have a, a few more copies. We have enough? Yeah? Okay. So the, uh, the second letter of the Ser Sedivris, which is going to correspond to the second mitzvah, which is Brismila, the letter Nun, is connected to Maishar Beinu. So right away, we should therefore have a connection between Brismila and Maishar Beinu. Now the truth is we do, for example, in Parsha Shemais, uh, yeah, in Parsha Shemais, no, is it Shemais or Ve'era? Ve'era? 
maybe. When Moshe Rabbeinu was sent to, a few weeks, it's okay not to remember. So when, uh, when it's in Shmois, yeah. So Moshe Rabbeinu was sent to Parai to speak to him, so we know to take uh, Kali Yisrael out, which is really Moshe Rabbeinu, uh, you know, embracing his role as, as Moshe Rabbeinu. <clears throat> so as we know, the story, it's a Peladagamaisa, but the Pasuk says that on his way to Mitzrayim, so he thought that it would be more appropriate to perform that mitzvah of Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim than the bris milah on his own son, which could be pushed off. But we know that his life was in danger because of that. He cannot be Maishar Rabbeinu as the redeemer of the Jewish people unless he completes the mitzvah of bris milah. So you see such a thing that Maishar Rabbeinu and bris milah are connected to each other, but a little bit more of a direct uh, point of connection. If you take a look at the first Maramokim, so this is from a Sefer Oitzra Chaim, it's from the Kamarna. So this is, this is the last few lines that he writes on the mitzvah of bris milah. So again, it's the Sefer that he wrote on every one of the 613, Alpi Kabbal, Alpi side. <coughs> so <coughs> he writes the following thing. We know that when it comes to bris milah, so uh, we know that Elionavi comes to every bris. But listen to what he says. So by a bris, you're supposed to say, right? That's what the Moel says. This is the kisei shel yo, this is the, the seat for Elionavi. Because maybe, maybe, you'll be zaycha by that particular bris, that El Yonavi himself will come. Why? So he says like this. He, I don't know where he, where he I mean, he, he doesn't need a source for these in Yonim, but I, I've never seen this anywhere else. But he says, Said the Kamarna, El Yonavi himself, whatever that means, the totality of El Yonavi, not maybe in a revealed way, but in the neshama, whatever, that, that dimension of, uh, of, of Elyonavi comes to a bris only for a bris that the person that's by the bris has a spark, has a nitzah, it's a spark of Meshavayim. Again, I don't know if he means the baby, he means the bali bris, someone in the, in the shul, I don't know. But there has to be a Meshavayim dikiyid in that place for Elyonavi himself to come. Ulashar, if there's no Moshe Rabbeinu Dekiyid in that place, Shalech Nitzutse Ayraisa, then a spark of Elyonavi visits the bris. But it's not Elyonavi himself. There's always going to be a spark of Elyonavi that's worthy of coming to a bris. But Elyonavi totality only comes to a bris that Moshe Rabbeinu is there. Okay. So, so already we see such a thing that there's a connection between bris Mila and Moshe Rabbeinu. That's the letter Nun. Neman Kafaf, Neman Poshet. That's Moshe Rabbeinu. Okay, so we have to figure this out. What does Moshe Rabbeinu have to do with bris Mila? <clears throat> okay, so the way to do this, we're going to investigate the halacha of brismila, some halachas about brismila, and we'll see where that, uh, where that takes us. So let's begin like this. Marmokah number two. It says, the Gemara Numa on Chavches Mebeis. The Gemara says as follows. The Tanya. It's the Gemara Numa, it's also Gemara Mpsachem. The Gemara says like this. We have a brysa. It says in Pasuk, that on the eighth day, you have a mitzvah, the father has a mitzvah to give a brismila for his son, and so on, on the eighth day. Malamid, well, the Pasuk just says the eighth day, Malamid Shakol Hayyim Lamila, that the whole day is kosher to do a brismila, it doesn't have to be dafk any particular time. It says the eighth day, so you do it the eighth day. Ella Shazrizim Makdim Lamitzvah. But you should do it as early as possible, because we know the general rule, Zrizim Makdim Lamitzvah. Shanamar, and says the Gemara, and how do I know Zrizim Makdim Lamitzvah? Says the Pasuk in this week's parsha, when Avraham Avinu was told about the mitzvah of Akedas Yitzchak, which is not a mitzvah forever, but it was a mitzvah for him. It says in Pasuk, Vayashkim Avram Abayker, that Avram Avinu gets up and he prepares himself to go right away in the morning. Why in the morning? Why not uh, in the middle of the day? 
So says the Gemara, so you see such an idea as Rizma Kedilu Mitzvahs, so so too by Bris Mila, uh, Bris Mila can be done the whole day, but Lamaisa, you should do it as early as possible, as Rizma Kedilu Mitzvahs. Okay. Now, w- w- throughout Shas, we find this idea, this concept of Rizma Kedilu Mitzvahs, and it applies to everything. Every mitzvah that a person does, there's a mile of Rizma Kedilu Mitzvahs. So the question is, and the Mepharshim asks this, why does the Gemara, why is this price of, this is the, no, this is the source of Zerizim and the Mitzvahs, and in, and in the, the world of, of Tanoim, this is the Brisa that introduces us to the idea of Zerizim and the Mitzvahs. Now Chazal understood that this is a principle that applies to everywhere. But the Brisa goes out of its way to mention Zerizim and the Mitzvahs specifically when it comes to Bris Mila. It says in Pasuk again, the Bris Mila should be done the eighth day, it's reasonable the mitzvahs. Why? Because of Akedat Yitzchak. The source is Akedat Yitzchak that applies to Kol Tarakula. So the Brisa could have used that as, you know, he could have given any, any mitzvah as an example of that. There's a mitzvah to, uh, I don't know, whatever, to put a mezuzah on your door. So you could do it any time. Do it as soon as possible. It's reasonable the whatever. So why, why Dafka Brismila? Why Dafka Brismila is the example that is given for Zerizim Magdim Lumitzvah? <laughs> so it's like this. Uh, I'm sure when you go through the list of 613, you can find them. You know, you can find mitzvahs that don't necessarily. Anytime there's a mitzvah, there's reason to the mitzvahs. Bidikas Chametz. Perchazilan. Yeah, there are many, many mitzvahs. It doesn't, there's, there's a beginning point, but doesn't, you, know, you can keep on going. It doesn't have to be uh, Kiddush Friday night. There's, uh, there's many mitzvahs that we have uh, open, you know, a certain time where it begins. There's reason to the mitzvahs. But Dafka Brismila is the one that's being used as the, uh, you know, as the example, the prime example of it. <clears throat> okay, so if you take a look at Marmokka number three, the Rambam, there's two Rambams where he talks about Zerizim with the Okay, we'll see how it goes. Number, number three is the Rambam in Hilchas Maeser Karbanas. Okay, the Rambam over here is talking about general Avaidis Karbanas, general mitzvahs that we have when it comes to sacrifices. So says the Rambam, for example, Kol Ayayim Kasher Lismicha. Right? One of the things that misses that you have to do when it comes to a carbon is smicha, to lean on the animal before, uh, the, sac- before the sacrifice begins. That can be done the whole day. Shechita can be done the whole day. Malika, for the, killing the bird for a carbon, can be done all day. Lahaktara, again, burning on the zbech, all day. Lahagasha, ulazoya, <coughs> all different processes in carbonus. It can be done all day long. Vafalpikin, says the Rambam, Okay, but you should do it, you should do it as early as possible. Okay. Now, Marmukha number four, the Rambam in Hilchas Mila, also tells us Zerizim Akdim Lamitzvahs, but listen how the Rambam says it. He says it much starker than he says it, than, than he mentioned it in other places. In Hilchas Mila, says the Rambam, Ein malam la'olam ela b'yoyim, achar le'sashach. We know that when it comes to the eighth day, and even, even weiter, the mitzvah of Mila should be done during the day, from Elisashach or not. V'chol ha'yom kashu l'mila, so far, it's the same language as the halach when it came to karbanas. The whole day you could do a bris mila, the afal pikein, but nevertheless, now again, let's let's bear in mind. So in the in the previous Ramam, the Ramam ended off very simply with three words: afal pikein, zrizim, magdim l'mitzvus. Another Ramam adds in: afal pikein, mitzvah lahakdim b'tchilas hayayim. It's a mitzvah to do the bris mila in the beginning of the day, zrizim, magdim l'mitzvus. So the Rambam, again, he's very careful with his words. The Rambam didn't just end off the same way he did when he mentions Rizmach Dilemitzvah when it comes to Karbanis and other mitzvahs, which is Rizmach Dilemitzvah. That's the language that we're familiar with. The Rambam wasn't satisfied with just saying that. The Rambam had to add these few words. Mitzvah lahaktim etchilas hayayim. Rizmach Dilemitzvah. Why is the Rambam adding those words? So here's the Nakuda. Here's the point. 
What the Rambam is trying to tell us is the following idea. Whenever we have, we, we, we understand there's, there's an idea of reason to do mitzvahs, right? To do, to do mitzvahs early, to do mitzvahs quickly. Now, generally speaking, that idea of doing mitzvahs bizrizis is a mila in the person. In other words, person, let, let's say there's two mitzvahs that they have, two, two people have to perform the same mitzvah. Let's say the example the Ram gave before Shechita. You have to sacrifice, Ruven has to sacrifice a carbon, and Shimon has to sacrifice a carbon. Ruven is quick, he's a Zariz, he does it quickly, and Shimon is a little bit lazy. Is there any, is the carbon of Ruven better than the carbon of Shimon? Pashas is not. Pashas is not. Most of our say not like that. It's a mile in Ruven. Ruven. Ruven gets more schar. Ruven shows himself to be someone that's more dedicated to mitzvahs. It's a mile in the person. The mitzvah itself, mitzvah itself is unaffected by, as long as you do it in the, in the proper time frame of when it's kosher, uh, the fact that you did it early, you did it late, it, it says something about you, but it doesn't affect the mitzvah itself. That's true with all mitzvahs, except for brismila. Except for brismila. When it comes to brismila, it's not just the fact that when a brismila is done early, it shows an alacrity, it shows a chashivas in you that, see, you're dedicated to mitzvahs and you're a good guy, you're not lazy. That's true. But also the mitzvah brismila demands that. The mitzvah brismila demands that. So you have two brism, Reuven and Shimon. Reuven's performing a bris, and Shimon's performing a bris. Reuven performs a bisrizis, and Shimon performs it a little bit later in the day. It's still within the day, so it's yoytz, everything's fine, but it's not bisrizis. No longer is it just a mile in Reuven. It's now a mile in the bris itself. The mitzvah was performed better. The mitzvah is a better mitzvah. This is what the Rambam is trying to add when he adds those lines, those words in Maramaka number four, that he says again, Brismila can be done all day, Aval Piking. He doesn't just say Zrizan Mitzvah. Because that all, all those words mean is that, that you're you're a good guy for doing that. The Rambam doesn't say that. The Rambam says, Mitzvah It's a mitzvah within Brismila. It's one of the details of Brismila that it should be done early. It's a mile in brismila. This is why, again, going back to the brisa in Marmokka number two, the, the, again, the source of Zerizim Matil Mitzvah is Akedas Yitzchak, but the brisa could have picked any mitzvah as an example, or many mitzvahs as an example of, of, of showing Zerizim Matil Mitzvah. It goes out of its way to say brismila, to use that as an example. Why? Because there's something unique about brismila. It's not just a mile in the person. The mitzvah itself is better. By the way, this, this answers a bunch of questions that the Achorinim Raise. Um, I'll give you an example. You know, there's a Mishnah in in Mesachas Megillah. The Mishnah goes through a whole bunch of mitzvahs which are kosher during the day, the whole day, and mitzvahs which are kosher at night. So on. Yeah, it goes a whole list. The Achorinim ask, the Rachashulcha and other Achorinim ask that Brismila is not in there. It's not in there. Brismila is a mitzvah which is which is a daytime mitzvah, so it should be listed in the Mishnah over there, listing all daytime mitzvahs. But Mila's not there. Everything else is not Mila. Why? Well, the answer is that, of course, it's true that a Mila is kosher throughout the whole day. But really, it should be done early. Well, what do you mean? Every mitzvah should be done early. No, 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 no. Every mitzvah, as far as the mitzvah is concerned, it doesn't make a difference if it's done early or not. It's, it matters to you, the person. But the mitzvah itself doesn't care when it's done as long as it's done in the day. Mila cares that it should be done during the day. The mitzvah of Mila demands that it should be done early and not late. So it's a different category. It's technically kosher the whole day, but it's not the same as every other mitzvah which is kosher the whole day. It itself, lechatchila, has to be done early. <clears throat> I'll give you another example. You know, the halach is that um, a Mila, Mila, uh, you know, is Dech Shabbos, right? So you do a bris Mila even on Shabbos too. But if Mila, 
is Shloy Bismana. Let's say you have a baby that wasn't able to have a bris on the eighth day. So it's the ninth day, tenth day, uh, months later, whatever the situation is. So that's not Daicha Shabbos. It's not Daicha Shabbos anymore. It's not Daicha Yantif. <clears throat> the Ram of Haskins, though, it is Daicha Yantif Sheni. Yantif Sheni, you will. So Chaim, Chaim Brisker famously asked, I don't get it. Once you're holding past the eighth day, then the difference of whether you do it today or tomorrow is just a matter of reason like doing the mitzvahs, if you think about it. Like the eighth day, we understand there's a, okay, the mitzvah, the mitzvah should be done on the eighth day. Fine. But once you're past the eighth day and you're holding ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth, then what's the difference if I push it off till the next day, the following day? Chasar and Zrizis. Where do we find that reason like dealing with mitzvahs is so strong that it should push off Yantav Shani uh, Shagolias? No, so there's not going to be there's not going to be karis as long as it's done. If you're if you're not able to do it because of yontif, then that's not uh, that's not going to be a karis. It's not going to be karis on the baby. It won't be karis on the parent. It won't have an issue. The, the, the question is right now: why, why should the mile of zrizas be so severe that it should override yontif? Well, the answer is again based on this: zrizas is not just a nice thing when it comes to brismila. The mila is better when it's done bizrizas. The meal is better when it's done bizrizis. By it's not just a matter of like, okay, listen, it'll be the same today or tomorrow. I, it, it, maybe I'm not being a czarist. No, 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 no. The meal is better when it's done bizrizis. Akidekach that you should push off even yontav sheni. So that's the idea. That's the idea. Okay. So far, so good. Okay. The question is why? Why? What? What is so? What's so significant about? What, what's unique to brismila that zrizis is a mila in brismila itself? Like what's so? Um, What's the Indian? So take a look at Maramaka number five. So the Me'iri in Mesech Asiuma, so he, he basically talks about this as well in terms of the, the relationship between Mila and Zrizis. And listen to how he puts it. Again, first he quotes the Brisa that we saw before, that Mila, right? That Mila could be done the whole day. It says just do it the eighth day and so on. But says the Miri, but certainly for Zrizis, you should do it in the morning. Now he says, why? And this is what, this what says the Miri, this is what makes Mila unique, as opposed to other mitzvahs. Says the Miri, every other mitzvah, if you happen to delay it and push it off, all it indicates is that you're lazy. <laughs> That's all it says. But it's not, it's not, it's not, you're not, it, 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 you know, your laziness isn't making a statement about the mitzvah. So if a person, uh, again, whatever the mitzvah is, a person has to make Kiddush Friday night. So you dray around, you're not making Kiddush early. No one's going to think, in me, no, no one's going to, no one's going to think that that's giving Kiddush a bad name. It's, it, you're lazy, so you're lazy. But when it comes to brismila, if a person is lazy about brismila, then it doesn't just say that you're lazy. It might be indicating that there's something cruel about brismila, and that's what's, that, that's, what's, that's what's keeping you hesitant about doing it. Says the Me'iri, but we don't want it to be seen, we don't want to give Mila a bad name and a reputation of something that's cruel and something that even Yidin don't really like doing because of the, the, the barbarity of it, because you love your son so much. So says the Me'iri, when it comes to brismila, what's unique about the requirement of Zrizas is because if you're not a Zariz and you allow the brismila to be pushed off, then that causes brismila to... There's a, there's a, there's a, a, a negative impression 
and a negative uh, association that might then be made to bris milah itself, that this is something that people want to push off. Because this is certain, you know, because again, people can uh, say negative things about it. So every other mitzvah, the, the, the fact that the person is not a zaris, it doesn't rub off any, there's no negative connotations that's given to the mitzvah itself. All of a sudden, by brismil, it's not like that. So the way the Me'iri is explaining is that, let's just uh, to pinpoint the, the nakuda that the Me'iri is revealing to us, is that it's not so much that there's something about brismil that should be done early. It's just that if you push it off, it might give, it might create a negativity. It might, it might, it might uh, again, it might not be your intention, but it could be giving off a negative uh, impression and so on, a negative uh, attitude towards brismila. So that's the nakuda. That's the nakuda, says the miri. So it's not so much that there's something about brismila that needs to be done quickly, but if you, allow, if you don't do it quickly and you allow it to push it off, then there is a certain, uh, a certain reputation that you might be giving to brismila, which is inappropriate. And so that's what that's the Miri says. Okay. So let me show you uh, another reason that makes this point. You'll see how halach said actually comes to play. <coughs> it's a it's an explanation of, of, of this svar. We'll see soon. We'll see soon. But that's how the the Miri is. Uh, the, that's the svar of the Miri. Which again, to, to, to be clear, the Miri. See, whenever listen, if if you if you're not a czarist and you do things late, then there's two things. It's not early and it's late. <laughs> Right, so Miri is focusing on the fact that when a mila is done, it's not so much that a mila should be done early. It's not so much early. The point is, but if you allow it to be late, then there's a negative connotation that mila might and a negative reputation that mila might get because of the fact that you're not doing it, that you're not doing it early. You're pushing it off. <coughs> Take a look at Marmok number six, the Arzerua. Okay, it's one of the uh, one of the Rishonim, the Arzerua. The Arzerua is dealing with a question that many, many Rishonim dealt with, which is what happens when you have a bris milah on Rosh Hashanah. So on Rosh Hashanah, as we know, there's the regular davening, which again, so you have, every time there's, there's a bris milah, so it's usually after Shachris. But when it comes to Rosh Hashanah, so there's after Shachris, fine, but then there's the mitzvah of Shaifer. So when you have two mitzvahs in front of you, you have Shaifer, right, and you have bris milah. So which one comes first? It's a question the Rishonim dealt with. So let's think for ourselves, what would we do? So we have, we have basic uh, rules and regulations in place for these types of situations. Whenever you have two mitzvahs in front of you, which one comes first? So tadr v'shenet, tadr tadr kaidem. Okay, which one is more tadr? Shaifer or mila? Could be every day, but it's usually not every day. Okay, so you got it, you got it. Okay, so this is the, this is the thing. The Ga'inim the, the, the held the following way. The Ga'inim held that Theoretically, Shaifer should be considered more Tadir than Mila. Why? Because even though it's true, Shaifer is only once a year, and Mila could be every single day of the year. But it also could not be every single day of the year. The consistency of Shaifer, although it's a one-time deal, but it's consistent, that makes it more Tadir than a Mitzvah, which doesn't have that consistency, which could be many times, but it could also be never. So the Rishonim understood this idea. Again, we're not going into this right now, but this is just... To, to explain like where they're coming from, that off the bat, Shaifer should come first. Shaifer should come first because Shaifer technically is considered to be more Tadr than Brismila. To this, the Rishonim say, but it's not true. Mila comes first. Despite the fact that Shaifer should, because it's more Tadr, Mila comes first. Tadr Why? No, 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 no. The mitzvah of bringer, uh, doing a bris milah can be done every day. It could be a mile, a parent could have many sons. Why do we say Because it's consistent. 
It's consistent. You know it's coming every year. It's a chiv every single year. Brismila doesn't necessarily have to happen anytime. If people don't have a son or whatever, there's no brismila. The consistency of Shoifer makes it more tadr than the, the theoretical you know, numbers of Rismila, but it's only, you know, it doesn't have to be. That's the, that's the assumption they're coming from. Asher Yatsar as tadr in terms of with that compared to other brachas. Yeah, yeah, so that can be part of the discussion over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that will be part of the discussion. That's how these Rishonim are, are coming from, that Shoifer is, is more tadr. But again, that's. The, the, but despite that, Mila comes first. Why? So take a look at the Arzirua. So he says like this, If you have to give a brismila to a baby on Rosh Hashanah, Omar Abba Mari, Rabbeinu Yehuda of so he quotes his father, Rabbi Yehuda of Klonimus, that the halacha was, Lamul Hanar, Lacha Kriyasatar of Haftarah, that you do, again, like, like every day, you wait till after Shachras, Kriyasatar and so on, and then what? But then you do the brismila, Kaidim Shiyaskuba Shaifer, before Shaifer. I Shaifer is more tadir. So he says like this, two reasons. He says two reasons. First of all, the reason why we do brismila and then immediately after that shayfer, because brismila is Avram Avinu, shayfer is Akedas Yitzchak, it's Avram and then Yitzchak. So that's the order. Okay, interesting, fine. V'ayid. The second reason is going to be negate to us. V'ayid. The answer is, the second reason is, because even though you're right in Tadir universe, Rosh Hashanah, uh, Shaifer is more Tadir than Mila, but there's a mitzvah when it comes to Mila to do it quickly. And says the and he, and he goes on. And if you don't do Bris Mila before Shaifer, and you do Shaifer first, well, guess what? If you dive in over here, Rosh Hashanah, you're only going to have the Bris Mila at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, which is way late in the day. And you're going to wait to do Mila till after davening. It's already eight hours into the day. It's a long davening. And if you push off Mila so much, it gives Mila a bad reputation. It, it, may, it sounds like as if you're really uh, not so interested in doing it because it's a little bit cruel to the, to the baby. So therefore, it's, it's inappropriate to push it off that long. Again, let, 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 let's analyze this for a second. For the first thing, the, the, again, the first, this first logic he gave is that Avram Yitzchak, fine, that's very nice. We're not, we're not talking about that now. But the second thing, he says, what, Mila should come first. Why? It's the reason why I'm doing the One second. It's the reason why I'm doing the is also the reason why I'm doing the all these mitzvahs. How, how can you use reason magdilim mitzvahs as a reason to do mila first over shayfer? Shayfer also can claim reason magdilim mitzvahs, and then he goes on to this other thing. But you're going to push mila so far into the day; it, it doesn't look good to mila. The answer is what the Arzuru is telling us is the same thing as Miri. That's the, 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 it's true. Shayfer, there's an inner reasons by shayfer. But the of Zerizas by Emila is altogether something different, as, we, as, we, as we've been saying. The Zerizas of Shoifer is a Mila in you. But the Zerizas of, of, of Mila is not just about you. You want to avoid giving Mila a bad reputation. And so says the Meiri, uh, says the Arzeruah, again, same idea as the Meiri, what are your options over here? Your options are do Mila first, fine, or do Mila after Shoifer. By the time you do Mila after Shoifer, it's already so late that it's going to have that bad reputation, and now you have something deficient in the Mila. 
So therefore, says the Meiri, I'm sorry, says the Arzarua, therefore, Zriz, the Magdim Mitzvah, obligates you to do Mila first. Why? Because the Zrizes over here is trying to, it's a, it's a, it, it, we're trying to avoid an inherent chesaron that could happen in the Bris Mila if you push it off. Again, just like it, that's the concept that we saw from the Meiri, that there's a, that Zriz, the Mitzvah, is a mile in Bris Mila. Why? Because what's the alternative? To push it off so long, that, that, that's going to give a bad uh, name to Bris Mila. So that's what the Arzuru is saying over here. Right, mitzvah and amufkar. It's a mitzvah and amufkar to do it early. Right, exactly. And that's why he doesn't just stop there. He doesn't just want, okay, so stop there. No, 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 because he's trying to explain. Why is it a mitzvah and amufkar? Why is it better for Mila to be bizrizis? Well, the answer is because uh, if you don't do it bizrizis, then uh, that's going to be giving a bad reputation to Mila. And so this is the Nakudov here. That's why he has to go on to explain. And what's the alternative? To do it after Shoifer, eight hours later. That's, that's, that's definitely way too long. It's going to give this bad uh, impression about the, that you're avoiding Brismila for some reason. And so that's, that's what's going on over here. Again, so this is what we have so far. Number one, again, just to be misad the thoughts. Again, we have this, we have this again, the Gemara, the Gemara picks Brismila, the Rambam. We have this Indian that Brismila, this reason why the Mitzvah is, a, is something special in Brismila itself. It's not just about you, but the Mitzvah of Mila itself. And then we had the Me'iri, plus the Arzarua, explain to us a little bit more clearly what the issue is. And the way they explain this, again, as I said, it's not so much they're painting a picture that there's a Mila if you do Brismila early. But the issue is, if you don't do it early, and especially if you do it very, very late, there's a negativity that's, that might be put on the bris milah. And that's the, that negativity you're trying to avoid. So there's always two separate things in Yiddishkeit, right? There's positive and then there's negative. So the, the way the Me'ir and the Arzur are, are explaining this connection between bris milah and zrizas, it's more of about avoiding a negative. That's the way they're doing. There's a negative that will come in if it's pushed off very late, and that's what you want to avoid. Other mitzvahs don't have that. If you push off other mitzvahs, it doesn't create a negativity in the mitzvah. Again, it says something about you, but it doesn't say anything about the mitzvah. So when it comes to, again, that's how the Meiri and the Arzurua are doing it. That's why, again, just to explain, that's why the Arzurua is stressing the fact that it's not so much that you should do it early, because Gvaldik. You, you can't do it so late, because if you do it so late, again, it creates this negative negativity and negative impression of Rasmila, and that's what you're trying to avoid. Okay. So all this is fine in the Meir and the Azura. So far, so good. You guys, everything's good? Okay. The problem is, maybe this is not the, the biggest kash in the world, but to me, it doesn't sound like this in the Rambam. The Rambam that we started, which was the, 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 the sheet that we began with to really indicate and to drive home that Zrizis is connected to Brismila intimately and deeply, to me, it doesn't just sound like the, it, the point is not to do it late and to avoid some negative you know, connotation that might come up with brismila if you don't do it early. The language to me in the Rambam is indicating something positive. Again, in Marmokka number four, the Rambam said, again, the, the whole day can be done for brismila, afal pikin, but nevertheless, mitzvah lahakta b'tchilas He didn't say there's a mitzvah to, to, to not do it late. Or the mitzvah, or the Rambam could have said, you shouldn't, you know, this, the, the mitzvah is all, it could do it all day long, but don't do it late. He doesn't say that. See, if this was the Arzaru and the Me'iri talking, I don't think they would have said those words of do it early. Or, or if you're going to say that, at least drive home the point, like the Me'iri does, of explaining why. It's not so much about early. It's not so much early. It's about avoiding a negative connotation, which is going to come up if you do it late. 
The Rambam, again, I'm not saying it's the biggest kash in the world, but to me the Rambam is in, indicating that it's not just a negativity that would come in if you don't do it bizrizis. It sounds like there's a maila be'etzem, that there's a positivity with bris mila in particular when you do it early. And so to me that's still the question, why? So again, we, we've, we've clarified that there's a negativity that'll happen if you don't do it early and you want to avoid that, I get it. But in the Rambam, again, as I said, it sounds to me that there's something more positive about doing it early and not just avoiding a negative by, of not doing it late. What is that positive Indian? What is so positive about the mitzvah when it's done early? Follow? <clears throat> okay, so it's like this. Take a look at Marmok number seven. To answer that question, I'll ask you another question. <clears throat> So the Maram Chalava is one of the Rishayim. It's interesting. He's one of the Rishayim that we. I don't know if we have him on any other Masechta besides Pesachim, but on Masechta Pesachim and Aleph, the Maram Chalava records. Remember in the Maramukah number two, we had that Brisa that said, "Well, we're, let's read it together inside." Let's go back to Maramukah number two, and we'll see how the Maram Chalava says on that. So again, we saw this already. Maramukah number two. Again, the Brisa says. Right? It says in Pasuk, you could do the Brismila the eighth you should do the Brismila the eighth day. Mulamichakal Yaim Lamila. The whole day is kosher to do Brismila. Elish Aziz Magdil Mitzvah, but you should do it early. Shinamar, how do I know the concept of Aziz Magdil Mitzvah? The Ashkama Baikar, because Avramavina did okay this gets like right away. Fine. That's simple. Take a look at Maramaka number seven. The Maram Khalava records a girsa of the riff. That when the riff, the, the riff recorded this brice that we just read in Marmokin Ritu in an alternate way. Now, it happens to be this is not the riff that we have, but this is the riff that the Maram Chalava quotes. It says the Maram Chalava like this Harif Kasav. The riff records the version of that brice slightly different. It says, and these are the words The Yashkim Avim Abaiker, that the brice starts off quoting the Pasuk in Akedis Hislak. The Avram Avin wakes up in the morning to do Akedis Hislak. And asks the Brisa, I, you could do a brismila all day. Answers the Brisa's reason, That's how the Brisa is recorded in this version of the riff. <coughs> so again, the words are: it says in Pasuk, Avram wakes up in the morning to do Akedz Yitzchak. Asks the Brisa, I, the whole day you could do a brismila. So why is he going so early? The answer is reason Says the Ramchalava, I can't, I can't swallow such a girsa. It doesn't make any sense. Bishamponim. The high crow love Gabi Milu. Avramavin wasn't doing Brismila, he was doing Akedis Yisrak. Again, what's the Brisa? Avramavin wakes up to do, bris, do Akedis Yisrak, ask the Brisa, ah, you could do Brismila the whole day. What are you talking about? I'm doing Akedis Yisrak. What are you bringing in Brismila over here? It doesn't make any sense. High crow love Gabi Milu. Why is it a Kasha of the No, because the Gemara, the Gemara that we have, the Gemara is talking about Brismila. And it mentions the idea that even though it's kosher the whole day, he's using the How do I know the concept of using the mitzvahs? Akedis Yitzchak. But to quote first the pasuk of Akedis Yitzchak and ask, "I the whole day is kosher for brismila," we're not talking about the pasuk. is not talking about brismila. It's talking about Yitzchak. So says the Maram Chalava, such a girsa yevshelahom. I, I can't tolerate such a thing. But shumpanim daikrolav gavimilu. The pasuk is not talking about brismila. It's talking about. The Shem says it must be some mistake. The, the Seifrim wrote it wrong. It's incorrect. The problem is this is a girsa. Again, we don't have it in our Gemara in the Rif, but this is a girsa that's quoted by many Rishonim. Now they all raise the same issue. Don't get me wrong. But but Lamaisa, this is not the. If it was a mistake by some Seifer, okay, the Maram Chalava's Gemara was the you know the the Seifer he had whatever. We're talking about you know spanning countries and generations that this was a girsa in the Rif. So what's going on over here? 
What is a Kedis Yitzchak? Again, that's the, that's such a palatable thing to say. Avram Avinu gets to do a Kedis Yitzchak. Ask the Brisa. Yeah, but uh, you can do a meal all day long. As if Avram Avinu is doing bris mila. Okay, so take a look at this. Marmok number eight. So now we're going to move into Phinemius, but uh, seamless transition, yeah? So the Maramok and the Reit. So the Medrash Rabbah, beginning of our parasha. Rabbi Yitzchak Posach. Rabbi Yitzchak began talking about parashas Vir in the following way. Mizbech Adama Tasli. It says in Posach, you should make for yourself, make, make for me a Mizbech made of earth. Om Rabbi Yitzchak. Ma imzeh shabana Mizbech lishmi. Ma adach a person who just builds an altar for Hashem. And sacrifices an animal. Hashem says, I'm going to come and bless you, right? So Avram Avinu gives himself a brismila, certainly I'm going to come and bless him. So, in other words, again, what's Rabbi Yitzchak saying? That if a person brings a carbon in Sochashiv, then Alachas Kamavakama, brismila. And he goes and he continues. Rabbi said a similar thing. So the Pasuk says you should bring animals to sacrifice before Hashem. Omar. So Rablevi said, If a person just sacrifices an animal for Hashem's sake, that's enough for Hashem to give him blessing. So Avram Shemolat, then certainly if a person does brismila, all the more so. See what the Medrash is doing over here. The Medrash is, is, is not just equating, it's making a Kalvachimer that a brismila is even greater than a carbon. Now that's, that's, that's an interesting tzushtel. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of mitzvahs that take mesiris nefesh. A lot of mitzvahs that take, take self-sacrifice. The b'risa is, again, it's saying that if, if karbonis have such an un- unbelievable effect, then a brismilach is kama v'kama. Says the chassam cipher, just making the mizbech, and the next thing, bringing animals, right? So says the Chassam Soifer, say many achronim, you see from this b'risa, we're gonna see, we're gonna, I'll, I'll show you an example in Halach Lamais of this, that the way to think of a brismila is not just like any other mitzvah. We have many mitzvahs, so you have to shake luva, luva, shoifer, you do a brismila. No, no. The Indian of, of mila is, is that you are sacrificing, whether if it's the son or if it's yourself, the person that's being, brit, that, that's being gemalt is being sacrificed for their banish law. And really, what should be happening? The whole body. That's what a carbon is, carbon oil. The rabbanishman, it's compassion, doesn't obligate that. And what he says, a bris milah. But the bris milah is not just a maizim, it's that you do. It's a way of indicating that the entirety of the person has now been sacrificed for the rabbanishman. The person is a carbon. The person is a carbon. Show you a raya. Maramaka number nine. The Shulchan Aruch in Hilchas, in Hilchas Mila says the following thing. It's in Simon Kuf Samachin Yeradeya. says the Shulchan Aruch. Avi Haben, Oymid Alamoyal. It's not just something that the Moyalim uh, are makbed on. The father of the baby that's having the bris Mila, the father has to stand next to the Moyal. He's not doing the, there's a Moyal there, but the father has to stand next to him. To make it clear that the Moyal is the one that's doing it on behalf of the father. So says the Shulchan Aruch, the father, if he's somewhere in the crowd, it's not clear that the moil is doing it on his behalf. So the moil should be doing it on behalf of the father. Let the father stand right there. That's what the Shulchan Aruch says. Comes the villain the guy and says, I agree with the halacha, that the father should stand there. But it's much more significant than just everyone should know that the moil is doing it for him. Much more. Says the villain the guy. Shahamila hu dogmas karban. The reason why the father has to stand by the moil is not just that everyone should know that he's the, guy, he's the father. To give him a mazel tov. Says the, says the guy. Because what is brismila? A brismila is a carbon. 
Because the, the baby that's being gemalt is being sacrificed to the Rabbanu Shalom as a carbon. And the, the Vilna Gaon quotes to a different Medrash in Parshas Emmer. It's in the, bra- the brackets over here. Mishpat Adam and Mishpat Behemashava. Says the Medrash, a human being, the halachas for a human being and the halachas for an animal are, are similar. Adam will be Yomashmini Yimo. A human being on the eighth day has a bris milah. And by an animal also, from eighth days and on, it can be sacrificed as a carbon. Says the Medrash again, it's equating the two. An animal can be sacrificed eight days and on, so a human being also has a bris milah eight days and on. What shaykh is? Says the Vilna Gain, again this point, bris milah is not just a mite. Bris milah is, the person is being sacrificed to Hashem, he is becoming a carbon. Says the Vilna Gain, Vishar many other Medrashim say the same thing. <coughs> Therefore what? Says the Vilna Gain, V'amir and Perak Dal, the Tainis, and the Gemara says in Tainis, Heich karbonis shaladim karav, that the halach of karbonis was, that even if the kain is sacrificing your carbon for you, how should the carbon be sacrificed? For you have to stand, there's a halach in karbonis, that the owner of the carbon has to stand with the kain as it's being sacrificed. So it says the Vilna Gain, that's the same thing why the father has to stand by the mile. Not just to make sure that everyone knows that he's the father. That's the halach of karbonis. You can't sacrifice your carbon unless you're there. It's the same thing over here. You can't sacrifice your son unless you're standing there. Sacrifice my son. Yeah, that's what you're doing by brismila. That's what you're doing by brismila. Okay. So there's a chiddush. There's a new idea of what brismila is. Okay. But now that we have this in place, let's go back. The Rambam, again, as I said, I feel seems to indicate that zrizus is a mile in brismila itself. Like it's not just avoiding a negative, you know, you know, a chilashem or something by pushing it off as if you're not interested in brismila. No, no. There's a mile. Zrizus is a mile in brismila. Why? Once we have this idea that the brismila has been redefined, it's not a mite, it's not a mitzvah it's a way of sacrificing your entirety to the Rabbana what ha- then What is a carbon? And that's what brismila is. What a carbon is, is that you're taking something physical, and that's all this form, all the Rishonim even talk about this, the Rabban. What a carbon is, is that you're taking something that's physical, chaymer, taking something that's, that's physical matter, and it's not just sacrifice, you're not just destroying it. A carbon is not... You know, I have uh, this uh, beautiful tablecloth, and I am going to sacrifice it to Hashem. What could I do? I'm just going to destroy it for Hashem's sake. The point of a carbon is not destroying something for God's sake. The point is, is that you are uplifting something towards the Rabbanish Shloylam. Something that was physical is now being uplifted to become a spiritual entity, to become something that's connected above. Chazal say when it comes to the sacrifices in the base of Migdash, what would happen? They would put a fire on the Mizbech, uh, put the animal up, and if, uh, the first base of Migdash especially, a fire would come down and, and consume it. Why do you need that fire? A carbon is not about destroying something physical and see, I sacrificed something. No, no. It's about being makrev. The word makrev means karv, means to be close. You are offering something up. Something that was until now physical has now been raised to something to become defined as a spiritual entity. That's, that's what a carbon is. That's what brismila is. Before brismila or without brismila, what's happening is everyone has a neshama. The neshama is already spiritual. That's not the issue. The issue is what about your guf? The guf is physical. The, what a bris mila is, is that the, the, what was until now physical, which is your body, not just that particular part, it's the whole body, right? So you're, the whole thing is a carbon. The whole body of the Jew by, the, by a bris mila is now being uplifted to the status of neshama. That's what it is. Just like the animal is being uplifted to ruchnius by a carbon, the human being, the Jew, his guf, is now being nisala, being uplifted to a status of ruchnius, the status of neshama. That's what bris mila is. Now, what is the basic, what is one of the, the, one of the differences between 
spiritual and physical. It's an amazing thing. One of the qualities of that which is, there's a big principle in the Maral, many Sfarim, that the nature of physical is to be slow and lethargic. Slow and lethargic. The nature of spiritual is to be quick, Vizrizis. It's the nature of, one of the differences between physical and, and spiritual. For example, there's a Gemara, there's a Gemara in Brachas that talks about, it's an amazing thing, it talks about how fast Sir Malachim are. That uh, Gavriel with one flap can go from one end of the universe to the other. And uh, Michal, two flaps. And Nebuch, Elyonovi, you know, he has to take a train. You know what I'm saying? Elyonovi has to take four, fla- four you know, flaps, whatever. He can do it. What we're talking about. Says the Marsha and the Maral. What, the, what Chazal are trying to say over there is that you want to determine something as having a more spiritual quality. See how fast it is. If it has, if it's, if it's, if the, the, the Zrizas is not just, Zrizas is an indicator of Ruchni. Something that's more Gashmi is automatically going to be slower. El Yonavi is Gavaldik, but Lamaisa, compared to Malachim, he's a physical person. That was uplifted as a carbon mamish, right? But Lamaisa, he started off as physical. He's not going to be as fast as a Malach. Speed is related to Ruchni. It's interesting. It says the Marmok number 11. Look at the Mesil Sisharm. Sisharm in the sixth parak. Vitira. Kitev Adam Kaved Ma'id. The nature of a person is to be heavy. To be slow. Because the, 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 the physicality of the body is, is thick and it weighs a person down. That's why a person naturally is not inclined necessarily to work hard and to put in a lot of effort. But a person that wants to enter into Avedis Hashem, and what is Avedis Hashem? Avedis Hashem means to, in, to, uh, to give strength to the Neshama over the Guf, right? To uplift yourself, to become a carbon, to, to, to embrace the bris milah that we have. So that requires Zrizis. Zrizis is not just Tamamayla. Zrizis is an indicator that you talk a carbon, that you've been uplifted, that your body has been uplifted. So, so she is Gaber negative of his Gaber, his Daris, and so on. The Mrs. Sharm continues on with that, with, that, with that mode. So let's go back. So we had a, we, again, we had a Rambam that told us that what, that the Mayla of Zrizis is what? The Milo Zrizis is a Milo in Brismila. And so we have the Meir and Arzuru explaining in their way that it's not so much that it's a Milo in Brismila, but there's a negativity that'll come if you're not Zaras. Because it'll give an indication that Brismila is cruel. So you want to avoid that. But now we're saying, no, 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 no. There's Taka Milo in Brismila when it's done by Zrizis. Even if it's not just a matter of avoiding a negativity, there's a Milo when it's done by Zrizis. Why? Because what is Brismila? Brismila is that you have been defined, you have been completely. T- sacrifice their punishment. You have been uplifted. Your body has been uplifted to the status of soul. The soul of, of by, by a brismila, what happens at, by a brismila going on is that the soul is given sovereignty. The soul of a Jew is given dominance over the body, that the body to some degree is now considered part of the soul's universe. And what is a simon? What is an indicator? What is a dif- what's the difference between a a, an organism that is more ruchani versus an organism that's more that's more chaymer, that's more physical, speed. Mela zriza, magdila mitzvah, is a myelin brismila. It's a myelin brismila. Let's go back also to that gears of the riff. Remember that gears of the riff? It says in Pasuk, Avraham Avinu is going to sacrifice Yitzchak Avinu, and it says he's doing it in the morning. Ask the Brisa, yeah, brismila is kosher the whole day. Some what are you talking about? Brismila, sacrifice and kids Yitzchak. All Akedis Yitzchak was, was, was Brismila 2.0. It was Brismila to its extreme. What Brismila usually says, it's as if you're doing, Avraham Avinu was told, actually do it. 
So every time you do a bris milah, what you're doing is sacrificing your entirety to God. But the Rebbe says, Ke'ilu, and Baruch Hashem, right? But by Avram Avinu, the Rebbe told Avram Avinu, no, 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 for you it's not Ke'ilu. For you it has to be the real deal. So when Avram Avinu was going to do a Ke'ezizcha, what mitzvah was he fulfilling? He wasn't doing a new mitzvah that never existed before. In his mind, again, it didn't, you know, obviously he didn't actually sacrifice Yitzchak. But at that moment, what it meant to him at that time was that he was performing the mitzvah of Brismila in its fullest sense. So says the Brisa, that's what the Brisa is saying, Kipshutai. Avram Avinu wakes up in the morning, asks the Brisa, why in the morning? The whole day is kosher for Brismila. The answer is, reason the mitzvahs. That's the Brisa, it's Kipshutai. It's Kipshutai. <clears throat> Ruchni, it's Ruchni, exactly, same enemy, same enemy. That's also why, even, even on a simple level, Chazal say, it says, right, that after those words, Hashem said to Avram Avinu, what's, after what conversation? So there's different interpretations. I think Rashi brings down that Yishmol was, compl- was always, uh, had this thing against Yitzchak, that you had a bris when you were eight days old, you didn't have a say in the matter. I had a bris when I was 13. So, Yishm- so Yitzchak would always say it back to Yishmael, yeah, if the Rabbani Shalom told me today, though, to sacrifice my whole body, I'd go along with it. Okay. After that conversation, so Hashem says, okay, fine. Yitzchak's response to Yishmael is not just like a, another thing. So then if Hashem wanted me to be poor, I'd be poor. The answer is, what Brismila is, is an indication of my willingness, my, the, the fact that I am sacrificed. The rest is just commentary to actually do it. And so what Yitzchak is telling Yishmol is that you went through the act of Rismila. And that's true, don't get me wrong. It took Messias Nefesh, a 13-year-old kid. It's not an easy thing. But you're not looking at Rismila the way Rismila is supposed to be, that it's a way of being a carbon. I'm, I'm a carbon. It's true, it was when I was only eight days old. But if I needed to prove it today, I'd prove it today. And that's exactly what Akedis Yitzchak was. Let's go back to the very beginning. So we started with a question, why is Brismila associated with Moshe Rabbeinu? Remember that? It's like two years ago, right? Moshe Rabbeinu and Brismila, what's Shaykhaz, right? So again, the second letter of the Zeres Adibris, letter Nun, because the Gemara says in Shabbos, the letter Nun is related to Moshe, Neman, he's a trusted person. The Kamarna said that Elionovi in full only comes to a bris, where in the bris there's a person with Nishmas Moshe. What does Moshe have to do with the bris? Take a look at Maramok number 12. So this is the Maral in Tferes Yisrael in the, second, the 12th parak. Kimadregas Moshe Nivda Lagami Menachamri. It's a biggie cited by the Maral that what makes Moshe Venu unique is not his brilliance, his wisdom, the Chulu. What makes Moshe Venu unique is that he was complete, as, 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 to whatever degree it's possible for a human being, Moshe Rabbeinu was completely spiritual. Ish Elokim. Ish Elokim. Every, every single, you know, Moshe Rabbeinu is the embodiment of what brismila can look like. What, what, how far reaching a brismila can be to a person that his entire body is not just under the jurisdiction of neshama, but completely neshamatic. The, 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 the prime example of how great that can happen to, that's Moshe Rabbeinu. Even though Yonavi is not as great as that. Moshe Rabbeinu is completely removed from physicality. Says Maral, this is well known. Shazel Miles Moshe. That's what makes Moshe Ben unique. That's why his nevuah with absolute transparency. His body didn't interrupt at all. His body wasn't a steer to that. Moshe Benu, like the Ram says, could go into the Kaddish Kach whenever he wanted. Moshe Benu is bechlal. You know, his physicality is completely bottled his ruchnias. Moshe Benu was a carbon. Moshe Benu is everything that Mila is trying to get us to. Moshe Benu is there. 
And I already talked about this at length in my Sefer Gvors Hashem. By the Pasuk that Moshe is called Moshe because he was drawn from the water. It's a big call by the morale that water is an element <coughs> that's always connected to physicality. It's a big principle by the morale that water doesn't fight. Water has no... You, whatever you want to put in water, it's macabre. It doesn't have any of its own deus. You understand? Obviously, it'll you know if, if it's if it's resting on, on on ground that's tilted, it'll go. But you want to put a donkey in the water? So now the Brooklyn Bridge is fine. Whatever you put in the water for that second, it takes up on that thing's shape. It doesn't have. This is the quality in the morale that's always associated with chaymer, with physicality. It doesn't have its own. Doesn't have its. It's an, it's a slave. It's a slave to whatever you put in it. And that's why Moshe Rabbeinu redeems us from slavery, because slavery is the epitome of what? Of physicality. That's what Gemara says, that uh, ten measurements of laziness came to the world. Avadim took nine. Why, why are Avadim lazy? Because Avadim, Chaymer, laziness, lack of zrizis, it's all the same thing. But Moshe Rabbeinu is the Zaraz. Moshe Rabbeinu is the embodiment of completely ruchani, his body is completely part of his neshama, it's all one entity Moshe Rabbeinu, that's why the letter nun is associated with Moshe Rabbeinu, the letter nun, what does the word nun mean? so nun ayama, the letter nun means a fish it means a fish Moshe Rabbeinu is connected to fish and in Chazal, he's, in the Zara Kaddish, he's called the great fish of the sea Car, you know, paralleling Parai, who's also called the Tenin Hagadol, the great servant of the sea Nun Sharibina, there's 50 gates of, of, of wisdom that Moshe Rabbeinu could have had access to at the end of his life. He did have access to letter Nun. What, 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 what does fish have to do with anything that we're talking about? Fish, everything is created from something, right? So Adam and, Adam and Chava were created from the earth, but we are not earth anymore. What's unique to fish is that where it comes from, which is water, it's still defined as water. The Allah is, I mentioned this many times, the Allah is that if you go to a mikveh and there's fish in the mikveh, the fish are not a chatzitza to the water. They're considered water. They're considered water. In other words, so you have this dynamic that everything of this world comes from its spiritual source. Everything has a shayrish above, and from that shayrish it descends and it materializes to this place. But, but the way to think of it without brismila, a non been a way of thinking, is that there's a root that it all comes from, but lamaisa, by the time it gets down here, it's completely something different. And now there's a conflict between ruchnis and gashmis. But the quality of fish means that, that it's still defined as where it comes from. It's still called water. Moshe Rabbeinu is called the great fish of the sea. Because the letter nun, fish, Moshe Rabbeinu, is this quality of that no matter how far it goes, no matter where it comes, Gashmis comes from Ruchnius. And guess what? And Gashmis is still called Ruchnius. It's Mamash It's one of the same. Moshe Rabbeinu is therefore again. That's this idea that Moshe Rabbeinu is the embodiment of everything Brismila is about. That's the letter nun. That's the letter nun, and that's why Moshe Rabbeinu is associated with uh, with Vesmila, as we said. No, so no, like I said, like I mentioned last time, whenever you get to the Pnimis of the Mitzvah, you see that it's much more uh, open-ended than just that particular moment. So every single time a person has any taiva, any yetsahara to do something that's that the body wants to do, or that's from a kinetive and cover, whatever whatever category you know the body is drawing the person to, and they're mechazik themselves to listen to the neshama. That's fulfilling the Mitzvah of that is that that is brismila. That's the pinimus of brismila. Is every time there's a hisgabros, there's an overcoming of nisyanus of the body to listen to the neshama, or in a positive way to do physical things l'shem shemayim. 
That's brismila. That's a kiyum of brismila. That itself is a kiyum of brismila. So we should be zaycha to uh, not rely on the fact that our fathers and whatnot gave us a brismila. We have a chiyuv to be kind of brismila ourselves constantly to again conquer our bodies with our neshama to bring them together. They should all uh, be uh, you know working on the same page to eventually get us to become a merkava for uh, for elikus and to become a chariot Hashem is not just enough for a neshama. A chariot for Hashem means a neshama and a guf together. That's the key of brismila. No, we should be zayich to be uh, mekayim properly. Be primis of the chitzonius. Vies kol tzedek and every minu amen.